Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. Yes, I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're here. To help you focus on Christ. Amen. All right. So we're going to do something a little different this week. Um, a friend of mine uh, sent me this little note and um, says, thank you for, for inviting me to this podcast. Anyone can be consumed with the why questions when tragic events happen in our lives. Because of God's love and grace, I don't dwell in that space and haven't for many, many years. I would welcome your thoughts on why some families seem to have so many more traumatic life experiences than others. I feel that. Really? Doesn't that that hurt? Well, you know, when I think of that, listen to that uh, heartfelt uh, message there, I was thinking... Uh, Why questions, maybe I would uh, explain that as why did my child get sick? Yeah. Uh, Why do I not uh, have the job that I started with? Uh, And most of those why questions are dealing with my own suffering. Yeah. Right. And uh, then um, uh, to think that some people suffer more than others is relative, I guess. Sure. Um, Let me me read on what she says. I know it rains on the just and unjust, so I'm grateful for God's umbrella. She puts a little umbrella emoji. (laughs) I like that. I do. I like that. Um, I'm grateful for God's umbrella and know his peace that passes all understanding. As a mom, it's heartbreaking to watch my kids go through so much. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I'm talking to my friend right now because I know what she's talking about. That's why I feel God's love so deeply for me, his child. I got to read that line again. As a mom, it's heartbreaking to watch my kids go through so much. That's why I feel God's love so deeply for me, his child. Um, Because she's watching her kids go through it just like God's watching his kids go through it. And she understands the depth of his love. Well, we're going to do something a little different this morning to address that. Um, we just came across this in, in doing our own little research and um, just reading passage in Isaiah 40. Um, and so, Jack, I want to turn it over to you. I mean, I, I give you credit for kind of this idea. Uh, <laughs> well, let me... Uh... Let me kind of kind of ease into it by saying um, uh, you have suffered in your life. I know that your wife had a miscarriage and uh, we heard in a former podcast and saw the emotion sure. uh, that you still have sure. uh, from that loss. And yeah. um, I know for me, there's some loss and hurt in my life as well. And uh, and as being a pastor for 51 years. Uh, Also, I've had some days that were difficult. Uh, Some of those days uh, have to do with loss. And so uh, being a part of this world, being alive, probably means that we're going to suffer loss. We're going to struggle. And how do we deal with the loss? And how do we make sense of it all without uh, all the platitudes and without... um, and without uh, losing our minds. Yeah, you know. yeah. And uh, Isaiah 40, interestingly enough, to me, is an Old Testament uh, chapter. 
in the scriptures, but I see so much of it being uh, retaught kind of in uh, fresh ways by Christ yeah. when, uh, and by the New Testament uh, when uh, he came. Uh, God is a God of comfort, the Bible says. And uh, to me, uh, we know that about God the most when we need his comfort. Uh, sometimes we go through periods of time in our life where maybe we aren't suffering a whole lot and we're blessed tremendously. And uh, so we don't really know God is a God of comfort because we don't really need comfort. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so when we need comfort is when we uh, understand that God is a God of comfort. Um, but the, the main thing about that is, to me, uh, it doesn't mean that God isn't always there and isn't always with us. It's just that we pay attention to him when difficulties come, because all of a sudden we're kind of stopped dead in our tracks and we're wondering, well, wait a minute. Why did that happen? That hurts. Yeah. Does it, this doesn't make sense to me. God, why did you do that to me? And then we start pointing our finger at God as if he's done something to us. And uh, then it starts to get confusing. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's easy for us to, uh, you know, want to blame God, you know, um, years ago, um, you know, when my wife and I had experienced our, our stillbirth and, um, our pastor at the time, Reggie, um, was asking some people to give their testimony and he, he called on three different people and, um, had them write up little talk and all of them were about overcoming things you know, coming through some difficult thing. One was depression. One was losing the mom. Um, and then my wife and, um, but Renee Clark, she was, uh, the one who spoke and she was talking about her experience with, with losing her mother. And, um, Renee, I will never forget these words. You said you get to a place where you either have to trust God or blame God. Um, and the, those words still speak to me today because that really is, is where you are. Um, you know, we think about Job when he went through all of his trials and, um, you know, his own wife says, curse God and die. And his, his friends are saying, well, this has to be something that you did. You know, this God's punishing you because of, of your sin. Um, and Job through all of it was able to just hang on to that trust because he chose to trust God instead of blaming God. Um, Sometimes I think we uh, are the type of people that when things are happening well, we praise God. We sing his praises. We're excited Uh, when things aren't bad. Then we blame God instead of praising God. But I think we're supposed to praise him in all things. Then I think that the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. So when we're praising him, we kind of bring God's attention. Onto mm-hmm. us, yeah. uh, don't you? Don't you think so? We should be praising Him, uh, so that God is inhabiting uh, our praises, and that we're realizing that God indwells us as Christians, and He is there not only to help us, but to carry some of the, those burdens in our lives, and even to carry us as we um, kind of work through uh, those difficult times as human beings. Uh, as fallible, yeah. weak, sometimes human beings. Uh, this Isaiah 40 uh, starts in verse 1 by saying, Comfort 
comfort my people, says your God. So when it says two comforts in a row, that's emphasis. That's like a couple of exclamation points. Comfort, comfort my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. We could probably say to us as the people of God and proclaim to us that the hard service that we do one day will be completed. Our sins are paid for through Christ. And one day we will hear, and everyone knows this line that's a Christian, well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, so if you look at yourself as a, a, a one of the people of God, then you have to look at yourself as a servant of God. And as you're serving God, uh, your Lord, your Savior, your Father, your friend, uh, we know that difficulty, troubles come. After all, Jesus suffered quite a bit. All of the apostles, save one, John, was martyred for their faith. And if they weren't saved the struggles and the difficulties of this life, why do we think that we are going to live on a life with no problems, no difficulties, right. no struggles? Right. It isn't even really probably feasible right. that that would happen. So, Well, and, and even in this verse where it says, comfort my people, it alludes to that. Um, you know, when this is written and this is given to uh, the, the children of Israel, um, well, Christ hasn't come yet. Um, and God's plan is still shrouded in mystery to them. But it says that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Um, well, where's that payment? That payment comes through Christ. And so we're on the other end right. of it. We are Instead of receiving of the promise that it's coming. Right. And then it talks to the next part. It, it's going to talk about John the Baptist. Now, again, the people reading this and Isaiah writing this, they haven't seen John the Baptist. None of this has happened. This is a, a foreshadowing. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places plain, a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Um, Jack, what does that mean, uh, every valley shall be raised up, every mountain shall be made low? You know, life is full of valleys and mountains and rocky roads and difficult places, and the plain uh the the level ground sometimes when you're having a difficult time uh you just need some level ground because it feels like you're either you know have you ever been running downhill and then you can't stop uh and you're getting more tired running downhill or uphill than if you just could find some level ground mm -hmm. uh, somewhere uh i know that um uh, psalm 134 says may your good spirit lead me on level ground the prayer is Ah, these mountains, these valleys, these rocks are just getting so much for me. Mm -hmm. If I could just have some level ground for a moment, runners probably understand that quite a bit. If you're a runner, uh, you get, boy, you try to find a track that's level uh, so that it's easier to run. But uh, I was thinking in my life, as I have tried to minister to people, I've, I've suffered through with those people some days that were kind of difficult. Uh, I can remember uh, getting a call at 9 o'clock one Sunday morning 
to the hospital for a couple who just lost their baby of uh, sudden uh, infant sudden death infant syndrome. Death syndrome. Yeah. And uh, that little baby was gone. I remember getting called to the hospital one day when a 18-year-old young lady who just graduated from high school was broadsided by a policeman and, and she was she was gone. She had passed away. Uh, I can remember a little boy that was being buried in a little baseball uniform with his little cap because as a little child, he had an illness that took his life. And all of these things are like rough ground, like rocky ground. Yeah. And uh, we have a God uh, who understands those difficulties and how we feel through them. And he can level the ground for us. He can make it plain rather than so very, very difficult. Um, and that's an amazing thing uh, to have him rather than blame him to come to him and receive the comfort and the help to just keep walking, just keep yeah. going sometimes. Uh, and that's difficult to do. So um, some days are filled with laughter and joy. And some days are filled with sorrow and tears. Mm -hmm. And that's the way life is sometimes. But hopefully we understand that that's why Jesus came. That's why the Messiah was promised. So that he might come and not only take care of our sin problem, but also bring us into the relationship with God that is our Father. We are now part of a family. And he is an eternal God. And that's important when you're talking about difficulties and suffering to understand the eternal nature of God and the eternal nature of our lives. In other words, mm -hmm. this is temporary. This isn't very going to temporary. last forever. It's very temporary. Yeah. The, um, I, I agree with all that. I think that's, that's some good stuff. And, and the thing that's so rich about the Bible and especially prophecy is there's often uh, multiple ways that it's intended and multiple ways you can read it. When I see that um, mountains made low and the, the, the valleys um, raised and the rough places made a plain, I also think that that implies um, those who are haughty are going to be brought down. Oh. Those who are humbled are going to be raised. And and when this comes right after the passage about the sins being paid for. What is the thing that levels the playing field, the one thing that truly makes us all the same, and that is the cross of Christ, because nowhere like the cross is everyone on the same playing field. I don't care who you are, I don't how, care how much money you make, how good looking you are, how pathetic you are, <laughs> um, it doesn't matter when it comes to our sin and our salvation we're all on a level playing field. We're all on a level playing field. Nothing does that like the cross. The yeah, cross. I heard a preacher say one time, the ground is level right. at the foot at of the, the cross. Foot of the cross. Because when you get there, no one is altered, you know, higher than the others. Well, this Isaiah passage kind of brings into focus uh, the, the, uh, uh, the nature of this life, which is it is temporary. Right. When it says all people are like grass. And even their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The point is, the next verse, the grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. 
so when we incorporate Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, he came to this earth so that he might share with us what is in the mind and heart of God, which is to bring us into a, a relationship with him, whereby we become the children of God. And when we are the children of God, then we understand uh, that he is our father and that we, you are my brother and that we have people. We have each other. We have God to comfort us, to bear us up, to come alongside us, to help us. And that is obviously a better place than to get mad and angry and accusatory toward everyone and God. And you just suffer. And it seems like it just doesn't get better for month after month. And you see people who just their whole personality is changed because they've suffered a loss rather than learning to praise God in the midst of everything so that we grow not only in relationship with God, but as far as becoming people who can then turn around and help others coming along through the same things that sometimes we have to suffer. It's a, I, it's a struggle between getting bitter or getting better. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a, a couple, and I referred to the young lady who was tragically killed uh, in the, the accident with a policeman. And uh, I had several occasions to have people who lost children. And, you know, uh, they say it's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to lose your child, mm-hmm. you know. And I understand that concept. But when that happens, uh, I was able to call that couple, ask them to go and minister to this other couple who'd lost their child, and no one could speak to them like that couple who'd lost their own child could. Because when you experience the things of life that are difficult, then you're able to, if you're willing, and if you have the strength of Christ, to go to someone else and bear them up, help them come through. And I think that that's important for all of us, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, some of this chapter is, I don't think it's happened yet. I think that this is speaking of the the time when Christ is coming. Um, This part says, um, you who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You um, who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift up, do not be afraid, and say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him. What's his reward? I think that's eternal life, don't yeah. you? Well, it's his people. Yeah. That's, a, that's all of us. We are his reward. Oh, I see your, your concept. Yeah. His reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. This is the part that begins to speak to what my friend has has brought to us today. One of the things I would like to just share, I know it's not time for us to let everyone go, but... um, I think when you're looking at the Old Testament and you're looking at prophecy, just like you brought Mm -hmm. up, it made me think uh, sometimes in the scripture, the prophet would just bring the message that God gave to him. And sometimes, as is in this chapter, uh, we could see a first coming prophecy of Jesus Christ. And the next verse could be a second coming prophecy about Jesus Christ, because the prophet 
uh, may not know exactly what that message was all about. He was just giving the message that God gave him, which was prophetic concerning the first coming and the second coming of right. Jesus Christ. Once again, we're back to the eternal nature of God. And you should see in these prophecies, whether it's first coming or second coming, hope and help and uh, eternal life through Jesus Christ, which makes it all make sense in the end. Amen. It'll all work out in the end, right? In the end, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, you want to read that uh, that the last section? I mean, I, I'm going to encourage you to, if you haven't read Isaiah 40 in a while, just pick it up, read through the whole thing, because um, we could be here a long time going over all the great things that are in this. But I want to get just read t- at 27, verse 27, and through the end of it, if you would. Well, let me say that um, I use this passage of Scripture for my father's funeral. Uh, He actually preached his own sermon because when I looked through his Bible, he had written more on this passage than any other passage, and he was a student of the Word. This gives so much hope and so much help. It says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Now listen to this. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. He says, even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You know, John is an older man now. Everyone's looking at me as a senior citizen now. Uh, And I look at myself that way too. Um, I am so blessed and encouraged by that passage of Scripture because I can quote that to some of the youngins, my grandchildren. Hey, even you will grow weary and tired, but I will renew my strength. I will mount up with wings as eagles. I will run and not grow weary. I will walk, not faint. That's a great promise for all of us. No matter what comes my way, I am ready uh, because I know the hope and the promise that God gives me eternally in his son. Amen. 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 So, you know, I don't think that I have adequate words to answer the, the heartfelt question. Um, I, I don't. Um, there's always going to be the, the whys and the, the why us and uh, how much do we have to endure. Um, but this is just one nugget from the scripture. And, and God's truth is, is painted throughout. Um, his love for us is painted throughout this whole story uh, that he's given to us over thousands of years through, through his word. And um, that just barely touches the surface. And I'm sure this is a question that we're going to address over and over in different ways. Um, But let that truth stand that God loves you deeply. Um, Just as this mother, we read her note, loves her children. Um, 
John, there's a scripture, and this is Jesus speaking. And I would speak Christ's words to you if you're hurting today, if you've suffered greatly, if you've suffered loss. Uh, Jesus says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus invites all of us to come to him. His arms are open wide. And if you want to know, in my opinion, uh, the nature and the character of Jesus Christ, he says it right there in that passage. He is humble and he's gentle and he will receive you with love no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter who you are. His love is greater than your sin, greater than your hurt, and he will bear you up. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. Uh, We hope to see you again next time. And uh, that's it. Amen. God bless. (laughs) See you soon. 